Episode 138 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Lots of us use the Kansas Turnpike on a regular basis. Some of us are just getting to Grandma's house or up to KC for a weekend. Others depend on it for the fast movement of goods. Turnpike Authority CEO Steve Hewitt joins me today. He'll bring us up to date on those changes, including the new electronic toll collections and the KTA strategic plan. First, some notes about this week's Wichita Business Journal, our big story. The Riverfront Legacy Master Plan folks have revealed their proposal for redevelopment of the east bank of the Arkansas River downtown. Reporter Shelby Reynolds takes a deeper dive into that proposal, talks to the consultant who helped guide the discussion. We also take a look at how it might be paid for. Shelby's story begins on page 28. Also this week, another in our series on women who lead. This time we focus on women who lead in public service. Learn more about them beginning on page 11. Aerospace reporter Daniel McCoy has been busy with all the news out of Spirit Aerosystems, Boeing, other Wichita area suppliers. We've got his stories, kind of a recap of the week on page four. This week we spend 10 minutes with Kristen Stang. She's with Insight Real Estate Group. That's on page 35. This week's list, Wichita area law firms are ranked by the number of Wichita area attorneys, page six. We're glad we can be your weekly exclusive provider of business leads. New real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's in each weekly edition. This week it begins on page 31. Back to talk with Steve Hewitt after this. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Welcome, Steve Hewitt. Thanks for being here. Well, appreciate I, it. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today to talk a little bit about what we're doing at the Kansas Turnpike. Tell us a little bit about you first. Where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in western Kansas. Grew up out in Pratt and the Greensburg area. Um, I did, was, you didn't dig that well, did you? No, no, but unfortunately <laughs> I was part of... Um, the rebuilding of that well. Oh, I was, you're right. I, I was right. a city administrator out there during the tornado. Yes. Uh, rebuilt the community. Left a little while, uh, about five years of rebuilding. Went down to Clinton, Oklahoma as city manager, and I came back in 2014 to operate and manage uh, the Kansas Turnpike as they made some changes. And so here I am. We could do an entirely different podcast <laughs> just on your experiences going through that in oh, Greensburg. There's a there's a lot I've learned um, uh, and a lot of uh, good and bad and ugly kind of stories. But overall, I, I, I cherish the opportunity to work with so many good people out there, which I hope has led us to today what we're talking about is um, planning and, and looking forward. And so, but yeah, that's me. That's where I come from, kind of a municipal background. Um, and so um, the Kansas Turnpike's not a lot different than a city. You know, right. We operate a lot, of, a lot of different things, moving parts, but overall it's um, trying to help the public get from one place to the next. How did that experience form what you, the decisions you made and things that you dealt with after that? Well, what I learned in Greensburg, really, I think, um, as a public servant, is we've we've got to manage and plan 
and prepare ourselves for whatever may happen next. Right. And 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 those plans, those decisions we make are not just for um, today; they're for long term, tomorrow, right. and beyond generations. And so, um, I, I think I t- I took that. I learned a lot from that. Um, that endeavor, and I, I think it plays in my everyday life, uh, especially in my work life, my professional life, where, you know, here at the, at the Turnpike, we've got a plan for the future. What's good for our customers? What's good for our employees? What's good for Kansas? Um, we, we play in a bigger role than I did when I was just a, a city administrator. Um, and so that's kind of, I, I, I take everything I learned uh, dealing with a disaster, dealing with recovery, dealing with planning, dealing with people dealing with people every day employees and just the struggles of life and and i'll tell you one thing i don't believe there's anything i can't get through now i feel like there's (laughs) when there's a challenge in front of me i i i I figure we can we can we can make this work and figure it out because of what i went through because i was i lived in greensburg i lost my house my home we were homeless me and my wife my son and dog we were were homeless and we lived in a fema trailer during the recovery so I've been through that, and so if I can make it through that, I figure I can make it through anything. You have an an experience that no other city administrator in America could probably say that that they've had. Well, I I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I'll tell you, if you're going to have a disaster in Kansas, have it in Kansas, because people come together, and they help out, and you learn so much, and uh, so many people in the state helped out. But yeah, I I learned so much from that experience that— led us to where we're at today and i'm blessed to to have an opportunity to work for one of the best organizations in the state uh and and looking forward to what we're doing next and so uh yeah it's it's a it's been a whirlwind of uh professional changes but here we are today and right. you know and we keep going when did you get to the kta i started in um the summer of 14 i took over as ceo in january of 15 so i just wrapped up uh, my fifth year um, so we're excited about, you know, what we've done. We've been planning and we've been implementing some changes, improving our infrastructure. But, you know, it's even more important because we're now about to take off to even some new stuff. Right. Talk a little bit about the Kansas Turnpike uh, Authority. Uh, and it's different from the other highway systems in the uh, in the state. Uh as far as funding and as far as oversight, those types of things, you might it, talk about that. It is, and that's important. I appreciate you bringing that question up because I want people to understand we don't we don't accept any tax dollars. We live and die by the tolls we bring in and revenue we produce. A small roadway, 236 miles from Oklahoma border to Kansas City, uh, 35 to 335 to I-70. And so I'm oversight from a uh, five-member board, uh, two legislators, which will be the transportation chair from the house and transportation chair from the senate secretary secretary of transportation is on the board and then two at large appointed by the governor and so i work for that board uh, similar like to a, to a city council kind right, of thing right um we they they oversee um the budget as i do and they appointed me to maintain the day-to-day and so we have a budget and, and we're public funds so we're public so our information's out there we have public meetings we um, our budgets out there, but we receive no tax dollars, no state, no federal dollars. We live and die from 65 years. We live and died by the tolls we brought in, and so there's good years and bad years based on traffic. Right. Um, but we, uh, but that's a public board, and so we have we, we follow those rules. But yeah, it's but it's independent, and so we have a partnership with the state, meaning the legislature created us back in the 50s. Right. 
And we have a, a partnership with DOT that we communicate and talk. And recent legislation last year allows us to maybe we could even expand some towing if DOT wanted to partner with us. So we, we do have that relationship with DOT and we work with them because what they do affects us and what we do may affect them, uh, our improvements or infrastructure. But overall, we're independent. We stand independent and, and it works. And um, we're a real good story because we have we were strong financially. We have the highest bond rating you can receive and uh, for a toy scene in the country. And uh, we're very proud of what we've done for 65 years. And I'm proud that the last five years it's been under my watch. I've used the, uh, the, the turnpike quite a bit. I go south if I'm going to College Station, Texas, where my daughter goes to college, or going up north uh, toward Kansas City or up to Topeka and over to uh, Kansas City that way. Uh, I've noticed a lot of changes over the past few years. You might talk about some of the changes we've noticed, and that'll help us set up into some of the changes that are coming as well. Well, some of the changes people have probably understood lately is that we've been interoperable with some other states, meaning right. we, you can connect your K-TAG and use it in uh, Oklahoma and Texas and all those turnpikes, which is very convenient, as well as those those customers coming up. And so it keeps you moving and, and, and saves you money. Right. And so we've done that, and so we've been really working hard to improve our back office um, to make sure we can read files and, and, and read information and technology from different states. Um, we, we embarked into a, a new long-term needs study, which is basically a, a capital improvement plan. When I took over, I wanted to make sure we had a plan moving forward. What are we going to do? What's our plan? What's it look like? And we went through a year of planning um, information and, and just brainstorming of what do we want to look like? This is not your grandfather's turnpike right. anymore, and people are and customer. We're customer driven, it's, and that's one of the philosophies we have at KTA. We're not you're not taxpayers, so you don't have to you don't have to use us. You have a choice right. to use us. So I want to have a premium service at a great price, and what are you getting with that service? And what are you getting with that product? And so we talked about customer driven policies and, and efforts. And, and we looked to improve our drainage, improve our safety, improve our technology. And so we wanted a free flow of movement. And then we did a lot of surveys to customers. And they said, hey, we love the KTEC thing. Can you expand on the way they do it in Denver? And they do it in Dallas. And they do it, you know, in other places. Can you make that better and more efficient and, and make us make things move faster and better? And so especially our commercial customers. And so we listened and we began to embark into um, a lot of projects over the next 10 years that will spend nearly a billion dollars on improvements and from drainage, raising our bridges. We're raising all the bridges so freight can move freely and better. We get more freight to move from one spot to the next and, and move better in Kansas. But And then safety and, 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 and ramps and pavement improvement. But then we started this open road towing idea, which allows you, to, if you have a K-TAG, to maintain highway speeds on the main line, keep going through this. You go into the gantry, you read your KTAC, you don't have to stop. You can just keep moving, and it is super popular. We've recently just wrapped up I-70 and now Southern Terminal down by Oklahoma border. And if you're going to Oklahoma or you're going to Texas or you're coming up from there, you don't have to stop if you right. got a KTAC. Now, if you do not have a KTAC, and some folks don't, if you don't, you need to get one. <laughs> but... You, can, you do have the option today to pull over and stop at a booth and pay. You move to the right, which is different. You used to go to the right for K-Tag. Now you stay in the middle. And right. You just keep free-flowing at that 75 miles an hour. So those are the big improvements. We just got done spending about 
50 million dollars on those three locations and we're very excited about that and they are very very popular and customers like okay that's the first step what's the next step and so that's what we've begun what's the 2025 plan look like and that's kind of what we're 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 moving on to next talk about that uh for a minute the uh, the where you don't have to stop for the tolls to pay your toll you go through at highway speed uh will we at some point just get rid of boots altogether we will we will and here's how it started so we moved to open road towing which allowed you a cash option first because when i took over in 2015 about 42 percent 45 percent of our customers had a k-tag okay so that's a good number but we still had a large amount of cash customers today we're at 65 percent k-tag mm-hmm. and growing each month so the customers understand save money save time so it, it, you start to talk about where's the future going and everybody demands hey what's the need for a toll booth right. and and then we look at our back office operations um we looked at our staff and we had an aging workforce and we thought we could transfer a lot of these folks either retirement get to retirement age because a lot of them we looked five years ago and 80 percent of the folks in the next six to seven years would retire so that's a big chunk a big chunk so the timing was really good we then could move them the ones that didn't retire we can move into customer service jobs video enforcement jobs which is part of the electronic tolling efforts and so we now have a plan over the next four to five years to remove all those booths and nothing nothing stops cash you become cashless really. right that's the word cashless so you no longer need to stop and pay cash you'll have a k tag if you don't have a k tag we're going to read your plate send you the bill in the mail and do all that as other states have done so we are moving towards that and so the 2025 plan is remove boosts um, transfer our staff to other locations and basically make this a free-flowing system and 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 there's no stopping it's just the billing part is all automated and efforts are you know all, all more technology driven now and we're pretty excited about that it's a huge change for our business but we're excited that here we are. We're we're making that change, customer driven efforts here. You've got a name for that uh, strategic plan going into twenty twenty five, and uh, it can be found on your website, right? Yes, if somebody to, wants to see it. Yeah, ksturnpike.com, Check out our information all about what we're doing. That that long term plan and change is is there. Read about it. We can and understand about it, and you know more information will be coming out because we have certain milestones and triggers that are going to start happening over the next few years. But we wanted folks to know because here's the thing: is we're working with the Kellogg improvements out mm-hmm. out east right now, right. and starting in this summer, you'll be able to in, go south on the turnpike and go right on to Kellogg, and there will not be a booth for anybody. Right. So they, right. I, now you're, I have a ticket, and I've got a there. Where's the booth to pay? Well, we're going to take a picture of your license plate. You're going to have an opportunity to pay that way, or if you have a K tag, we'll just read your K tag. So it's actually the first step of this happens this summer on Kellogg and that'll be a great test case to learn about behaviors and customers and right. feedback which will lead us into all our locations over the next five years who are the additional partners that you're talking about in, in in the strategic plan I think you talked about there are going to be some additional partners coming on not only are you going to be working with other states uh, and hopefully be reciprocal nationwide not just with Oklahoma and Texas 
So are those the other partners, additional partners that you guys are talking about? Well, yes, but I mean, we're going to be adding more states. We'll be adding on Colorado this year. Um, the following year, we expect to bring in a lot more states, uh, the Floridas, the, the southern states, the Carolinas, but then we'll also be moving in the northeastern states with the Easy Pass, the Indiana, Illinois, and all those. So eventually, over the next, we hope, five or so years, it becomes national interoperability where you just continue to drive where you need to go and you've got your K tag that'll work everywhere. Beyond that, though, the new legislation that was passed, we have communities coming to us talking about, hey, you know, funding and transportation is a challenge these days. Right. And so would a toll road work? Would a managed lane work? And we're under, we're, we're talking to communities and we're, we're a partner when it makes sense. We're not shoving tolling down anybody's throat saying, hey, let's go toll the world. Let's go toll all of Kansas. Right. But it may make sense in certain communities, a metro area like Wichita or Kansas City, uh, if a bridge, if a roadway, if an expanded lane, because there's a lot of different, um, there's a different products out there, such as express lanes and different things. So we, could, we are now, with our technology, prepared to be a better partner for communities. And so we're, we're now in a position... So in, in the task force that the transportation folks had in, at DOT this last year said, hey, we want to have towing as an option in the toolbox for the future for funding. Right. Well, we can do that. We couldn't do that before because toll booths are something you just can't slap a toll booth in right. over the road. And exactly. Just, it's, it becomes a safety issue. So here we are now we, with technology, we can be that better partner for them. Movement of goods, obviously, uh, you know, as I pointed out uh, at the beginning, a lot of times we're just going to grandma's house we're going to kansas city for the weekend but that's an important route for the movement of goods and not only in kansas but uh, through kansas it's a regional Um, thing you're right right and uh, i knew you track how many trucks use the turnpike trend of use It, it sounds like the trend is heading north it's heading upwards more more trucks are using the turnpike it has been in fact we've seen we've seen growth in our commercial carriers um every month for the past um nearly 24 months and so it's becoming a corridor that's why we're raising our bridges they demand um the electronic they, they all have passes right. they understand it saves money and time they don't want to stop they don't want to they want to keep moving and so there's national passes out there that they they've that we adapt to and they're moving so and yeah, we want to make sure that we are doing this for uh, our region, our state, um, goods and services. We did an economic uh, analysis of our turnpike. What was the impact of the state? And 12% of the goods and services moving in this state are impacted by the turnpike. Our little 236-mile road mm-hmm. is 12% of the economy moving goods and services. And so we knew we had a responsibility to make sure those goods and services are moving easier, better, faster. It's good for our revenue. It's good for the KTA sure. as well. It'll keep, and that revenue helps us maintain a great road. I mean, we, we cherish our road. I mean, not to bash on other states, but I think <laughs> if you – cruise on south you might run into another state that's not quite as smooth as kansas i just went through oklahoma (laughs) and uh yeah we were talking about that as we were bumping our way through that's that's the product the premium product we would offer you're you're paying a price to be and you chose to be on our roadway i want to make sure you got a good a good product to be on right you talked about having to raise the bridges that seems like a huge undertaking and what's the uh what's the ideal height for a bridge on on a turnpike like that 
So a lot of our bridges obviously built in the 50s. And so you see, and, and with the, over the years with pavement raising and different things, we had bridges as low as you know, 13 some feet. Um, and we're trying to get it all our corridor at least to 15.9. And even newer bridge today, we, we even go higher. We want that you know freight to be able to move at a better. And so a lot of freight, bigger freight loads were forced to get off the turnpike and take alternative routes. And, and that just, it, and that's not really good for Kansas. It puts pressure on small county roads or state roads. And right. We can handle that. And so we, we made it. We have 350 bridges. We've currently raised nearly 50 of those bridges. We're, we're going to continue to move on to those, uh, more of those bridges. Uh, we'll eventually have to get everything to 15.9 um, and beyond probably in the future. But it's a, it's a unique thing how they... Basically, through hydraulics, they come in there and they lift those bridges up, and and then they make them, they set, reset them, and it's a unique thing. But um, we we're going to invest at least two million dollars per year uh, from here on out until we reach the goal of raising those bridges where they need to be for freight. It's a safety issue too. I mean, you know, we don't, we've had we get bridges get hit, and sometimes those those uh, freight loaders don't pay attention. They come in, they have over height, and they hit us and. That's not good. We have right. issues. So it just allows everything from a safety standpoint and goods and services um, to to move better. Steve, you talked about uh, the, the, the long-term goals, uh, the strategic plan. There are videos on your website at uh, ksturnpike.com. Uh, we'll have a link to that in, in the blog that goes along with this podcast. Uh, once again, Steve Hewitt is the CEO of the Kansas Turnpike Authority. Thanks for the update. Oh, I appreciate really it appreciate it. I'm sure we'll talk some more soon. We'll get another update here in a few months and see how things are going then. Yeah, thank you. It's Steve, thanks. Fun. Appreciate it. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours. So we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy. This week, episode 138. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.